One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Namaste, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Michelle Rubin, and I am so grateful to be here with you. Season four of this podcast is going to be revolutionary, just like 2020 has been. These times are wild, and many of us are diving deeper into our search for purpose and the intent and impact that we have on this world, and it starts within. It is my joy to share with you Yoga Reveal Podcast. Episode 124 is with a dear brother of mine, Kyle Gray, one of the most hip and sought after experts in his field. He stays grounded, he keeps it real, and he welcomes the realm of the angels into our daily life and practice, normalizing spirituality in an accessible way that allows this ancient wisdom to transform our lives. Kyle speaks all over the world and his talks in the UK, EU, and in America are known to sell out. He's written eight books and has four epic oracle card decks that I use myself. I'm excited to share today's episode with you. Guardians of the Four Corners, Mother in the Earth, Father in the Sky, Angels, Ancestors, Light Beings, anyone else that can help. Thank you for stepping into this space with us and for creating not just any space, but sacred space around us. We set a collective intention today as friends, as equals. May the blessings and the goodness of this podcast today be for the greatest good of all beings in the four corners of this world. We set a collective intention that this moment becomes an extraordinary moment and that the divine beings, those angels, bodhisattvas, beings of utter light and grace, guide the conversation, every part of the conversation, every topic, everything that we speak about today, we set the intention that it is guided 
that it will support others and it will be towards the greatest good of all beings. We set this intention in the presence of love. And we give thanks to the great mother below us. Thank you for being so resilient and for giving us everything we need to continue on. Thank you for showing us how we can support you. And we also reach up to that great universal life force, that presence of love that not only surrounds us, that presence that is within us. Thank you for showing us how we can be part of your growth and your evolution and to our guardian angels. Thank you for inspiring us to be more like you. We recognize that in order to see the angel, we have to be the angel. We see all of this in love. And so it is. Mm. Namaste, <laughs> yoga revealed. Wow, <laughs> what a magical and alive invocation. I am so grateful to be here now with you, Yoga Revealed, a family, wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so blessed to be joined by a longtime brother, yogi, and entrepreneur, inspiring soul, doing big things on the planet, Kyle Gray. We met Stop. many, many years ago, and <laughs> Kyle, I'm so grateful that we're here and finally this is happening. I'm so excited to be doing this with you, Alec, because, um, you know, we've done so many cool things together and hung out in some cool spaces, but to be able to hold space together and just have a really open conversation, mm. you know, is, is going to be exciting. It's going to be cool to so, see what comes So great. Up. So grateful. I'm so grateful. So that invocation, I mean, that was just so special, so special to me. And, um, to hear that every time I hear you speak the invocations, whether they're on the front side or the back side of the Oracle cards that you've been so gracious to bless to me over the years <laughs> and that are in your book, or when I've heard you just be in the chanting vibration that you do when you're, you're channeling, um, gosh, the intention that I've always felt from you is in the essence of yoga. And as this is the yoga revealed podcast, and I'm excited to, you know, I mean, I know you have around eight books and four Oracle decks out in the world and you're this rising entrepreneur. And over the years, when I first met you, you've transformed your life and your path, your Dharma has just unfolded one step at a time as I've witnessed you as someone who is just so in surrender and in mm. trust to listening. Yeah. And listening. And, and I, I wonder for you, I'd love to hear, this is the first question that I always ask everyone. How did yoga reveal itself to you, Kyle? Like, where were you? How old were you? Like, give us a little download on that. It was actually the angels that told me to do yoga because I had, um, I had been in a kind of challenging space with my body. I had always been so interested in the mind and the soul and what goes beyond this body, but I hadn't fully arrived in the body. And um, I had been really interested in ascension and all this like transcendence. And one night I was meditating in my room and, 
you know, I was at my mom's house and I was just asking the angels to reveal to me, you know, what I need to know. And I was like, how can I ascend? And the angel said, you do not ascend, you arrive. And it was, it was really, I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, the true path of ascension is full embodiment. And I was like, whoa. And, what are you, and they were saying to me that, and then it started to kind of unfold in my mind that the true way out is in. Mm. And ultimately, in order to really live a, a spiritual life, we have to fully embrace all that is around us including the body. And I had completely left my body in many ways, you know, channeling angels, connecting to the universe, but never fully recognizing my significance as, as part of that. And um, I said, okay, what can I do to get embodied? And the angels then just said, go to yoga. Like that was the words I heard, go wow. to yoga. Wow. And uh, so I, 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 you know, went looking for a yoga class and uh, I found one very close to home, but it was uh, super, uh, I was the youngest there by at least 35 years. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with a little bit of your, your teacher history path. And I recognize now, you know, I, I at least see like the teachers that are teaching you consistently are, are the angels, but I'm curious in physical form who have been those teachers and how old were you when yoga first revealed itself to you? What was that pathway to be able to get you to where you are now in your I must, practice? Yeah, I must have been 19 when I went to my first yoga class, you know, like around the 19 age. And then, but, you know, it was just once a week kind of thing. It wasn't like a full, uh, you know, I guess spiritual practice. And then I started getting really into about 23 and like really into it and in the sense where daily practice at home, waking up, doing Surya Namaskar, you know, like really getting into it. And then uh, I guess it was seven years ago, I just, or eight years ago, I had this idea that I was going to join a yoga teacher training. And um, the first yoga teacher training I did was, yeah, almost eight years ago. And uh, it was with Brian Cooper who is this guy who wrote the book, The Art of Adjustment. I don't know if you've heard of that book, but it's like a, an Ashtangi handbook. It's, you know, for anyone who wants to learn about adjustment. And uh, I had never heard of Ashtanga. And I signed up for an Ashtanga teacher training and I was <laughs> not ready. I was not ready for what happened. And uh, he pulled me aside on the first thing. He's like, you shouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fair, fair enough. Cause I've always been really good with feedback. And um I was like, that's fair. Uh can you give me a, an opportunity to try and get myself together? And he said, fair, fair enough, you know, you might not get your certification. Um, but he is the he's the founder of the Yoga Lines UK. And so he's kind of got a high standard, but I ended up completing the training and that was, that was my first of many uh, teacher trainings that I, I went on. Uh, I, did, I did it again with him <laughs> and then I went to India and stayed on an ashram and done my Kriya initiations, which was really cool, the Babaji lineage and 
Then I came back and I did Brian Cooper's adjustment training. And then I ended up going to Mysore. <laughs> so I became like a full-on Ashtangi, which if anyone knows me, I'm like, I'm a six-foot man with a 42-inch chest. I am not made for Ashtanga yoga. Like my body is not an Ashtangi's body. And, um, you know, like at one point I was, you know, doing okay at it. <laughs> and then after, you know, I'll say this to you, um, studying in Mysore was probably one of the most transform transformative moments of my life. And as much as there's a lot of people who are either for Ashtanga or not, the actual um, experience was very angelic for me. Like every time we stood on the mat to do, you know, um, the chant in the morning as, as a, a group guided practice, I cried constantly because I just saw angels like descend on this. I have goosebumps talking about it. I just saw these mm. like, golden angels um fill in and I remember one time Saraswati Joyce she came up to me and I was really struggling with um I can't remember what it's called now uh Supta Kurmasana I couldn't get the bind because uh, my legs are so thick and uh I had the double <laughs> legs behind the head all locks I can still do that and then uh, she says this isn't about getting the bind. This is about honoring your ancestors. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, and that just changed yoga for me ever since then. Like every time I try and force a pose, I'm like, this isn't about, you know, getting this pose. This is about me honoring my ancestors. And that changed it for me. And what did that, gosh, I mean, to hear, hear that moment in time where you were, I get it chasing the asana and wanting to get it. And then this teacher, this figure that we respect right. in such a reverent way comes up to us and is like, yo, it's not about getting the pose. It's about honoring your ancestors. What shifted for you in that moment? And how did you actually apply that in your life? Cause that's a, that's a deep statement. Well, here's what I, it was, um, I had then when I had been, I'm really interested in Buddhism and I, really love Thich Nhat Hanh. He's like one of my, you know, I would say one of my gurus, one of my teachers in life. I've never met him. I've just read all his work. And he, there was something in one of his books that I think it's called A Love Letter to the Earth. It says, your body is not your own. It's also the body of your ancestors. And I was mm. like, holy Moses, like, here we go. This body is also the particles of my ancestors and the mistreatment of my own being is also the mistreatment of my ancestors. And I was just like, oh, there is a shift here. I can't force myself into this because I'm trying to force not just one, but a collective. Oh, yeah. It makes like, me, it, it reminds me of uh, this amazing deck I have in my hand because the yeah. Angels and Ancestors deck, I think you released this like late la or early last year. Just maybe 2016. Two, two, so many years ago. What is time? So gosh, this is one of my favorite decks that you have. I'm excited to highlight another deck at the end of this that you recently released. But the, the Angels and Ancestors deck is just so cool, man. And, and you know, I, I kind of want to take a pause. We're going to return to the yoga download. But I've heard you say it a couple of times because you said the angels told me to go to yoga. I'd love for you to give our listeners 
just a little approach on who are the angels? What are they? Right. What, if, what, if, what if someone's listening and they're like, wait, what, what is this Kyle Gray talking about? And, you know, I just want to big you up for another moment because, you know, <laughs> over the years I would just text you on WhatsApp. I'd be like, where are you now? And you'd be in one country and another country. And like on this worldwide tour of talking to tens of thousands of people and channeling yeah love channeling divine love and i had the grace i think a couple of years ago of going to omega with you and playing my flute and supporting you during the yoga and being an assistant with you and watching you do your thing as on your side of the plate it was so cool but you know so i'm, I'm curious could you give us a little download on what yeah. are angels who are they it's so funny because um there, there really has is a shift in my own experience where I just unapologetically refer to the angels, speak about the angels. And if someone's not fully aware of that or knows about it, I'm still like, you know, that's just who I am. But, you know, just to break it down, angels for me are basically universal intelligence expressing itself in a personified form. So, you know, basically, if you were to think of the universe being this gigantic big mind, every time the mind is to think, the thought would be an angel. So it's like an expression of the oneness, but it's still the oneness. Um, one time I was meditating and I said, angels, thank you for helping me understand your true essence. And I saw this gigantic big heart and the heart was beating. And every time it was to beat, the beat would be an angel. And I was like, oh, so the, the angels are the universe's heartbeat, you know, like they're the heartbeats of the divine. And they are actually in every religious, spiritual tradition of the world, there is a similar being to the angels. So in Tibetan Buddhism, they call them the Bodhisattva. Uh, you know, they are these beings of utter compassion. Again, an extension of uh, the Lord of Compassion, one with always never separate. And I think that's the key to understanding angels is that they are an expression just like us. They are a mm. mirror of our most spiritual self. Mm. And so we are all interlinked, all interconnected. That's one of the great things of yoga is it teaches us that no one is separate. Uh, so the angels are exactly the same, but they are this intelligence expressing in a way that we can actually have a relationship with it. And I don't believe anyone has been forgotten. I believe that every single being uh, has a divine presence or force of intelligence that's with them at all times, but it can only be connected with when we choose. You know, we have to be able to, we have to initiate that conversation of that relationship because they're honoring our free will, our choice. They wouldn't force it mm -hmm. down on us. But even, even people who are not religious or spiritual, because I know there's like the scientific branch of yogis, I would say to them, it doesn't have to be something separate from you. It can be the intelligence that's already existing within you, the highest form of intelligence within. That's still an angel to me. So everyone sees it differently. Uh, but I believe that when we take a moment to really open up, uh, the angels are already here. 
They're not coming soon. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be attuned. They're already here. Mm-hmm. And that intelligence can reveal information and supportive guidance that can help us, I, I would say, towards being our, the best version of ourselves and contributing to bringing more love to the earth. Mm. Goodness. I love that. I feel like that's such a, it, it feels very accessible and approachable to me to um, a, in some sense, you know, normalize the depths of spirituality, right. And to have it be accessible to someone who I, for me, yoga was accessible and it was normalized by core power yoga. I was someone right. 10 years ago who would have never <laughs> walked into a yoga studio and here I am wearing balas and jewelry and things 10 years later. But, you know, you would have never found me doing that 10 years ago at 19. And mm. I, I love this approach of how you share angels as universal intelligence. And something that came up for me, I wanted to dissect it a little more with you. When you said you're in my store and you're doing the invocation chant and you felt all the, this golden light presence surround you, I imagine, you know, all of our listeners who have participated in a yoga class, small or large, and maybe in a conference room, when there is that collective ohm, mm. all, I mean, I get, I get, I get, I got total chills because I've got it again. No, there's something. I know. It, it, it's, there's something so tangible in the know? space of invisibility that when we're oming, that's the presence of divinity. Is it not? There's, there's the evidence, you know, you know, there's the evidence that there's something else there. Like that's the evidence of vibration, you know, like Mm. that part of us that, that can just like, we can't describe what it is, but we know there's something there, uh, you know, and it's so interesting because people say to me, oh, I think it's weird that people believe they can speak to angels. You know, people have said that to me and I'm like, we are the uh, generation of human beings that have learned to intuit how someone feels through a cellular device. You can tell when you look at a text from a woman you are having a relationship with, if she's feeling off that day. And, And you're trying to tell me that we don't have something something weird going on we can tell through a device when someone's <laughs> not good like what's up with that that's uh, a funny realization of truth right there <laughs> <laughs> you know like so i really believe that we are in this age of possibility where we're learning you know this this power of the universe but i also want to just go back on the one thing where you said making it accessible during this time, you know, we've been in a crazy year 2020. Mm-hmm. I've realized that that is a big part of it, that we have to distill, you know, ancient ideas and knowledge and information so that human, <laughs> I would say human consciousness can evolve. Because if we, if we don't start tuning back into what all our ancestors were doing and, you know, what these great teachers and sages were sharing... We're, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. And so the angels keep saying to me, don't forget your part in it all. And um, I genuinely have seen 
and understood that this year, especially that my part is to make this stuff accessible. I'm supposed to bring angels to the street. Like that's really what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm really grateful that I'm able to do it, you know, to see this expanding audience and yeah. connect with so many people. And, you know, like people that you would never believe who believe in angels seeking me out and connecting, you know, it's just it's really beautiful. You know, yeah. as, as you brought up, you know, this year, 2020, you know, what, what has this year been like for you from where you were, where you thought you'd be halfway into the year? We're, uh, we're going into the fourth quarter here very soon, you know, yeah. and what, what, what has your practice of yoga, of communication, of meditation, of chanting, of sound vibration? I know you've dove really deep into the realm of sound vibration. I'm excited to hear more about that and get a download on that from you, but what is your what has this year been for you, and what has your practice transformed into as you've now been forced to be a homebody? Right, and I don't know if you know, but Scotland's back on lockdown, so you know. I did not know that. Uh, you know, I'll, I just want to first of all acknowledge my privilege because um, I'm in a very privileged position. You know, like I have everything I need and more, and so I think you know just to honor that privilege and acknowledge it's important. I would say that 2020 as a year has been good for me personally on a personal spiritual level, because, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been traveling constantly and consistently. And um, although I know that that was an important part of the work, it it was very draining. And uh, so being able to just be in one space for for some time has been really incredible and it really gave me this opportunity to sleep longer meditate longer dream longer you know i just had this 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 feeling of coming home but the other thing is from a from a you know as a an author speaker perspective i was already ready for this I've been using Zoom since 2014. I've been like, <laughs> 2016, sorry. Uh, no, yeah, 2014. I've been, uh, I've had this online school ready since 2015. I've just had, everything was all set up. I had all these free resources, downloadables. Everything was scheduled out six months in advance on social media. I was like completely ready. And when it all, like, when it all, you know, hit the fan, I was like, this is it. This is an opportunity to show up and serve. The angels always come through louder and clearer when we are aligned to service. I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to run like a four-week free online training. I'm going to keep people involved. I'm going to do all these things that I had at my fingertips. And it really just let me dial right into to spreading the good, <laughs> you know? Can we speak more on the... I'm trying to get the sentence back again. The angels really tune in when we are aligned to serve? How, how do we get aligned to serve? What does that you know, look like? When This is one of the things that I learned. So I started to play with angel cards when I was 14. I got them when I was 15. So I used to play with a family friends pack. I got my first set when I was 15. And every time I tried to do a reading for myself, it was okay but when I actually started to do it for someone else, it was like, boom, like all this light, all this information, all this stuff. And I remember just like tuning into it and saying, you know, angels, why are the readings for other people 
always clearer than the ones I are for my for me. And and he says that they were attracted to service. They were attracted to service. And I've always come from this this idea. I kind of borrowed it for, from Tibetan Buddhism, where you know the the practice of becoming like a bodhisattva, the aim to be this being of utter compassion and resilience and um, composure. I was I really realized that in order to see and experience angels clearer, I just needed to be more like them. And every time I dial into the energy of service, that is their vibration. That's where they operate. And I attract them more. I experience them more. I open up to their energy more. Mm. And so when I was running, there was 5,700 people who signed up for my free training over May in lockdown. And um, the dreams I had in the four weeks that I was running that were unbelievable. I was just like so aligned. There was so much stuff. And I I really come to see that when we align with service, we attract, uh, you know, a force of light that helps us continue. And what would your your wisdom be for someone who feels in their life, they want to make an impact, they want to be of service. And what of that nagging voice that's like, man, I'm not doing enough or I don't feel like I have this platform or this or that. Like what, what, what do you, what do you, what do you invite to people who may think that way? And also yeah. what to those, for those who just want to make more of an impact, like what, what do you, what do you, what do you share? You know, I think that voice is a really important messenger because it gives us a choice you know in every every single moment of our life we have a choice we can either go down that road or not and none of it's wrong it's all dharma unfolding you know there's no set path that just unfolds constantly when that voice arrives i always honor it first of all i think most people try and slay their ego you only know, want to get rid of the ego but I've, I've recognized that the ego is an important part of the human being. I don't want to get rid of it. I'm a householder. You know, I am, I am someone who has material possessions. I'm not here to renounce the world. I have to understand it. So to fully understand the world, I have to embrace it. So that's what the ego mm. is. So whenever that voice shows up, I always say, thank you for sharing today. It feels good to know you have an opinion. But right now... I'm going to step into the light. I'm going to step into the lead of this situation. <laughs> and, and I just, that's really, I always just say, thank you for sharing. If it's cheeky or degrading, because it is sometimes, I often imagine it to be, and it's quite a choice name now, but if you ever watched Will and Grace, the TV show, there was this woman in it called Karen, funnily enough. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I always just imagine my ego as this kind of like bitchy woman who's trying to take control. <laughs> <Karen>. <laughs> no offense to anyone called Karen, but um, yes, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just imagine it as this voice, and it's you know the ego is it has a purpose. It gives us a choice, but also when the ego gets loud, we're on the cusp of something great. You know, mm. whenever whenever fear gets bright and loud and colorful, it's because we're on the cusp of a miracle. So mm. I always just say, I am on the cusp of a miracle here. I'm letting it happen. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love also, that. Well, 
I'll also say one other, other thing. Sometimes that voice is not coming from you directly. It comes from other people. And when you piss someone off, you're doing something right. Honestly. <laughs> I, every time I've made, I'm about to make a move or there's something big about to unfold, usually people try and dim my light. It's like they're trying to get in the way of it. And um, I've always noticed that and, I, and it frustrates me sometimes because a lot of the elders in my realm have always uh, tried to stop me from growing or, uh, you know, taking the next level. And some of my heroes have, you know, publicly said things that make me feel not so good about myself or had opinions on how I do things differently. And for a long time, it used to really get to me. And I realized that when, when you're making people talk about what you're doing or make, 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 making people question it or you're making it more accessible and someone's trying to stop it, it means you're onto something. There's momentum there. Uh, so so that, that, that's something important to know. If someone's feeling you know, frustrated by the changes you're making happen and there's evidence of goodness coming from it, then... Mm-hmm know you're onto something. Mm, I love that. I think, um, I, I mean, I, I know I agree. It's, you know, when I've played small in my life, I'm not really getting much energy coming at me. And whenever I've stepped up and stepped big into different platforms of this career, this job, this opportunity and teaching, you know, this podcast, you know, there's been, uh, some, uh, some, some speed bumps that I get to fly over. <laughs> yeah, time to time. I feel that. I feel that. You know, I, I realized that I can, there's, there's always a choice. I can feel the road of, as you call it, Dharma in front of me right now. I can, I can definitely back out. There's always an opportunity to do it a different way. I can feel that. I feel that option. Um, but I also can feel that the making this accessible and, and, and that the opportunity to serve in a a greater way in front of me. And it seems very clear, like everything's in alignment. My gifts are clear. My opportunities are clear. It seems to be there. And so I think that whatever you excel at, you know, as a person, whatever you excel at, like one thing you have is you're a connector. Like, you know, so many people, you just seem to like pick up friends and connections everywhere you go. And that that connection is a very big part of your who you are and what you do. It's like you just keep growing this community and this opportunity uh, to serve in a, in a new way. And so we all have gifts and aspects of ourselves that are there for a reason. And that's part of how we can do something greater, you know? Mm, I think so that's whatever a beautiful, you yeah. At, you know, whatever you excel at is, is an opportunity to be purposeful. Mm, that's beautiful to be able to expand upon the means of how we get to be in service through looking into our own gifts and, and cultivating them and self-studying and studying within them. Right. It's awesome. I love that. And you know, the other thing I was going to say is that I meet a lot of people who want to live a spiritual life, but they also have a nine to five and that's cool. Like we're all perfectly placed, mm. you know, let's elaborate on that. You know, I feel like there's a lot of uh, 
people who would love to live a spiritual life and do the crystals and, you know, all the stuff that we have and do in our life. And it feels really flowy and swishy. And, you know, because they want to get away from mundane tasks. But the truth of the matter is when you run a seven-figure spiritual business, you have the crystals and the mundane tasks. There's no avoiding them. (laughs) (laughs) So I always tell people that, Wherever they are, they are perfectly placed. And it's important to get comfortable and feel at peace with where you are because that peace is going to come with you. You don't want to try and get rid of the situation and then find peace. Find peace where you are now. Like Find something good. Find a focus. And I don't want to be toxic with my positivity. You know, I think we can acknowledge there's challenges and low moments, and I have them too. So it's not that it's bad. Um, it's not that it's unspiritual to feel bad. I think feeling bad is actually a great thing. You know, I think mm. just feeling the way you need to feel is important. But at the same time, trust in the resilience of your being. You know, we have this incredible ability and capacity to, to adapt. Just look at the earth. Like she's the perfect example, you know. Mm. We're in autumn right now and she's like releasing and letting go of the leaves she doesn't need so she can strive and thrive, you know? Mm-hmm. But yet she still stays exactly where she is. We have the same ability within us. How, how has yoga helped you adapt in your life? <laughs> I um, I don't know who... I remember seeing a quote years ago, something about um, I bend, I don't break or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me smile. I I would say that yoga has helped me um, be more free in my body and be more loving in my body. I would say um, meditation even more so, you Mm. know. I think um, the practice of arriving in my body has just been so... I get more excited every day, you know, about that. And um, I've been doing a Kundalini Kriya for 75 days come today. Wow. I've never, I've never been to a Kundalini yoga class, just so you know. It's just never done that. But I have a friend who did it for a thousand days and it, I saw the transformation happen. And I was like, I want to try that for a month. And now I'm in day 75 and I don't see it going anywhere soon. You know, I feel like this is part of my practice now. Um, so anyway... I digress. I would say yoga has helped me just realize that in every moment of my life, especially after that time I connected with Saraswati, that my body, honoring my body is the opportunity to honor the body of my ancestors. And it, it feels, feels good knowing that. Mm. Mm. Can I also say one other thing just on a yoga perspective? Yeah. Um, uh, Anna Forrest was a, a great teacher for me. I, you know, did her teacher training and um, a lot of workshops with her. And uh, the one thing that I find really funny when I look back at Anna Forrest's teacher training is I was so, after my Zor, back on the pose chase and I learned how to handstand and I was, you know, handstanding and feeling so comfortable up there. And the day of the first day of yoga teacher training with Anna Forrest, I dislocated my collarbone. And it was so weird because it was like I broke my wings or there was a part of me 
that had to learn to adapt in a new way, like learn how to one-handed downward dog and, uh, you know, all these different things. And so I think that whatever happens when you're on the yoga mat, it brings up stuff inside of you so that you can face, you know, parts of yourself that you've got a blind spot, parts of yourself where you've become too attached, uh, parts of yourself where that you're just taking it for granted. This is it. And, um, you know, I, I realized when I look back that I had been so focused on getting a handstand for Anna Forrest, not for anything else, you know. It was just like I wanted to be able to be that guy that's in her class holding handstand. And I'm like, mm. why did I want that? Mm. <laughs> um, and so it was almost like the universe gave me an opportunity to have my wings clipped to say, this isn't going to make you a better person you know, this is about arriving in your body, not about standing on your hands. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Fully arriving now. You know, as you bring up Anna Forrest, uh, uh, I think a nice um, point of transition could be, she's amazing. The nice point of transition could be around the concept of student teacher, right? And, and finding your teacher, you know, you've been blessed to have some teachers that live in India and that are on this side of the world, Anna Forrest. And then, obviously the unseen teachers and of course other physical teachers, but I'm sure I'm curious for you, like in the journey of your life, Kyle, mm. what has your relation relationship been with the archetype teacher? How do you relate to that? How do you interact with that? How do you apply it into your life? Like, yeah. I am. Um, I've had a bit of a bumpy ride with the word te- teacher over the years uh, I've never, I've also, and I'm going to be very honest, had also had a problem with the word guru. It's, been, it's quite triggering for me because uh, I've, I've seen the, the wrong side of it, the bad side of it. And that really, it, it brings up a frustration in me, you know, because I've been in places where things have happened that don't feel great or good and I've had to, you know, get out. But when I, in the last couple of years, I've always, so I've always never called myself a teacher, just so you know, like I've always been like, no, I'm not a teacher. No, 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 I'm just a speaker. And in the last couple of years, I've really had to embrace my legacy where I genuinely am a teacher. And uh, it's helped me also recognize where the great teachers in my life have been. And, you know, there is one great teacher in my world who was called Louise Hay, and she's the, the creator of my uh, publishing house. And I genuinely see her as guru. I, th- I was definitely see that that would be it. She would be like the maha guru in my life, you know, like that big, big teacher. And um, I would say that recognizing that there are not just teachers on a yoga mat or in a yoga studio or, or in a spiritual place, but teachers like my, my mother, like, you know, like being this incredible resilient person who, you know, single parent had to work four jobs, dealing with debt, all these different things. Like I see all these teachers unfold in my life and it only started to become clearer when I embraced the teacher within me. You know, I think that that was a really important part of my journey. So yeah, teachers are important. I think Trusting teachers, the teacher in yourself. Right. And I would say that a teacher is not 
teachers are not here to give dogma. You know, they're not here to, they're just here to show an opportunity or an, an option. But the choice has always got to be in our hands. And if it isn't, the relationship between teacher and students muted, you know, there's, there's something wrong there. Um, I also want to say this to you. You've met one of my other great teachers. Her name's Colette Ward. She owns a yoga studio five minutes from my apartment and I practice with her a lot, a lot. <laughs> it was fun to teach there with you. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, just this... Uh, I, I also love finding teachers that embrace you in their classroom and I'm a bit of a... I'm a bit of a... a loud package, yoga. Kyle. Yeah, I'm a bit of a loud yoga. I like to have fun in a class. A yoga class is like a spin class for me sometimes. I like to go here and like get into it. And, you know, she always programs splits because she knows I want to split. You know, it's just so cool. Like, I love that. (laughs) I remember six or, yeah, six or seven years ago teaching uh, Bhujangasana. And you were like, woo! Yeah, I did it as well, right? (laughs) I love that. I love that. I think it's it's beautiful. You know, I'm curious as well. I'm just kind of seeing questions come in here and there. I know. Let's say, gosh, you know, when we're, because clear, clearly during this time, there is not many yoga classes in person. It's all right. on this online platform and it, there's a beauty to it mm-hmm. and the greatest missing piece is the community the of touch. being, yeah, the touch and being with each other and I'm curious for you, what, what would your insight be to someone who's like, okay, well, like I hear Kyle talking about angels and listening, like angels and guides and, and it, it, what, what if it's still just a little hard for some people to grasp? And I only say that because for me, it was very difficult for me to grasp guides and my angels and what? I, I'm not, I'm just not understanding. Like when I think of angels, I just think of like, Holy Mother Mary chanting in the church. And, you know, that, that's how I related to it once upon a time. And then mm. I'd met you and I'd read one of your books and I read some other books around guides and just channeling. And um, I felt something move through me as I unlocked my, 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 cap- my capability to listen and know the wisdom that is moving through me. I'm very clairsentient. I know and I feel. I'm not a very clairvoyant person, but my intuition is very on point. And mm. I'm curious for you. So the question is, you know, with that kind of being the pretext, as someone is cultivating their at-home yoga practice, right? Mm-hmm. When we step onto the corners of our mat, when we drop into the meditation cushion, you light your candle, you're sitting in front of the altar of your wall or whatever you have in front of a tree, whatever it is, mm. what can we do like practically to to learn how to listen and to welcome that energy in of the universal intelligence that you you so clearly made accessible you got me yeah i've got it so there's a few things i want to just say is that i genuinely don't think we're ever going to be able to hear our guides until we hear ourselves and it's it reminds me of I'm, I'm sure you remember this. Do you remember in the 90s, they had these answer answer m- machines and they were like a tape that was on them? <laughs> yeah. Right. To get the, the newest message, you had to listen to every single message that was in front <laughs> of it. What a time. 
Right. So that's exactly what happens with, with guidance. It's, it's backed up. And, you know, someone says to me, how can you hear angels? And I can. And I said, how long have you, I would say, how long have you spent listening? You know, like it's really genuinely down to this, uh, being able to really hear yourself. If you have heard a message within from your own self, your own intelligence that says, don't call that person or don't go back there or get out of this space and you've never listened to it, you're going to have so much difficulty hearing anything outside of yourself or anything that seems outside of yourself. And so I would say that it's really important to just put a hand on your heart, a hand on your belly and say, dear, dear, most intelligent self, what is it I need to know? And then say the key words, I am willing to listen now, you know, because the truth of the matter is most of us aren't really willing to listen. You know, I'm a professional medium and I've spent a lot of time running away from some of the messages that creep up within because I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered dealing with that today, you know? So all of us get there. But but if we recognize that the not listening to whatever's rising up within us is actually a self-harm, then we can change that, you know? I, I'm wondering, can, r- r- right here, you said that thing of a uh, dear universal intelligence with the hand on your heart and belly. Can you literally walk us through that? And unless yeah. our listeners are driving right now, you know, but if they're present, like, can we, can we do that if, together? Even if you're standing in the middle of Whole Foods. Hi, millennial. <laughs> you're on your way for this organic avocado no you can put your... <laughs> i say that because that's actually me <laughs> but, you know um just put your hands on your body and if you can't put your hands on your body just be with your body and just take a big deep breath in And inside of you right now is this incredible, resilient teacher, this part of you that was once within the cosmos. You are made up of the particles of stars. You are a star in its next existence, its next form of existence. And within you is the infinite intelligence of the universe. So call that teacher out to see, dear, most intelligent self, thank you for revealing to me what I need to know. I'm willing to listen now. Hmm. And it might feel pragmatic and normal and just easy, It might be a really exquisite message, but whatever comes up, acknowledge it. You're Mm. ready to come back. Thank thank you, Kyle. I think that's a a beautiful segue. You know, um, this deck is so special. When you send it to me, you sent me (laughs) this beautiful zippered pocket with one of these beautiful (laughs) African-American angels on the front with crystals and some incense and a rose quartz heart and uh, man I, I just I love you so much Kyle I'm so grateful for our brotherhood and our friendship and the guidance that you've brought to me in my life in one of the dark night of my souls when I was living in London for that eight month period and you checked in on me 
every month. And you even came to London to be with me. It was so <laughs> sweet and supportive. And, you know, you sending this new deck, the Angel Guide Oracle deck, a 44-card deck and guidebook with this amazing artwork by Jennifer Hawkyard. It's, it's, it's such yeah. a cool deck. I'm showing it on the screen here for our, our YouTubers who are watching this. And, um, yeah, we're going to have a link to this deck in the description for our listeners. Um, I'm curious. Could you pull a card yeah. for all of the listeners right now, no matter what time and space continuum they are listening to this on? What's the card for this moment for all these listeners of the Yoga Revealed podcast? What's the message? What's the download? Where? What's the prop? What's the like? Yeah, let's go. Let's do something. So thank cool you, here. angels, for revealing to us what we need to know. We are willing to listen. And that's the key when you're ever, you're working with angel cards is you never ask for what you want. You ask for what you need. And there's a big difference between them. <laughs> this is, I, can I tell him that? There's, this is an interesting card to pick. It's the no card, which is... Whoa, interesting. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. So here's one of the things I'll say. Whenever no comes up, it's about not making a rash decision. So whoever you are or wherever you are right now, if you're thinking of making a big jump or doing something that's kind of, you know, unusual or different or in a direction that you don't usually go in, the no car tells you to completely look at the whole situation before diving or jumping in. And it's the angel's way of protecting you whenever that comes up. So we're asking for a collective message, right? Uh, you know, when the angels always are working for our highest, greatest good, and they want nothing than greatness for us. But if they see something that can cause us challenge, discomfort, or harm, and they can guide us away from it, they'll tell us to slow down. So no doesn't mean no, never. It means not this second. It's about pulling back. So I've asked for a second card on that. And the card I picked is this guy. He's super cool. It's the power and intention card, which is about recognizing that within you is this incredible capacity to make things happen. So realizing that within you is this incredible power of making things happen means that that power is with you always. You don't have to do it this second, this moment. It's something that's always going to be there and you are continually cultivating it. And by holding back and waiting for the right moment to reveal itself allows you to step in with power rather than not being able to see. So that's really important. Wow. Yeah. I really love the... Uh, I was like, the, the, oh the my no. god! Like, no, no kind like, of intense. It's, it's intense, but I, I think the follow-up is really pertinent to that. It's like holding this discernment and acknowledgement right. to our the, the the depths and the detail of intention. What's really interesting is, you know, obviously I, I run like this online business, and we have like a huge online community and. We look at the statistics of each card and what does best. And no was the, the, the worst performing cards the day we did this reading. And I was like, holy Moses, we are a community that has to, I say that all the time, Moses. Uh, we are a community 
you know, the relationship with our angels must be based upon the principles of the truth and integrity. And we are so like programmed to always wanting a positive, fluffy message that whenever the one that comes up that really requires action shows up for us, we're like, mm, not really into that today, but it's the truth, you know? And so I always say this, that when we're connecting with the divine, it shows up in a way that we might not always love, but it's because they love us. And mm. that's important. Mm. Yeah. Listening to what we need versus what we want. <laughs> yeah. It's like those people who pick a card like, nah, and try again. I'll you try know? again. Oh, I'm like, no, this is not a slot machine. Like, this is divine <laughs> guidance. <laughs> wow. Man, I, I just so appreciate the space and the time when we get to converge. And I'm, I'm so appreciating this conversation. I know we could continue this conversation yeah, for hours to go. And, and I'm, I'm curious for you, you know, just to, I think two more questions. Like, what would be one golden nugget that you would love to offer the yoga revealed community as we continue forward in this 2020 journey that we are all here and now present to? Okay. Here's the first one. If you've asked for purpose, the earth has shown to you, you know, like we are in this time where so many people have been asking the universe or setting this intention where I want to live a life of purpose. I want to live a life of, with a higher purpose. The earth is legitimately revealing to us right now how we can live a life of purpose. You know, it's not just about anything online or how much money we have in the bank is legitimately about how we can be a better neighbor, how we can be more mindful of our community, how we can just be in service. And, and that service can show up in so many different shapes and sizes. So if you've asked for purpose, it's right in front of you. So that's the first nugget. <laughs> so cheeky. And this, what have I, was, have I to say two? Did you say two nuggets? <laughs> If you have two nuggets that are there, give it to us. Tuck we your want tail on. That was a yoga joke. I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. That was funny. I bet, I bet some people laughed. I laughed and spun around. I thought that was cute. That was awesome. Kyle, where can people find you, Kyle? Where can people find yeah, you? The best, the best place would be Instagram, Kyle Gray UK. And um, on Facebook, exactly the same. Every single day, I do a daily angel message on Facebook. And we do a weekly one by email. Uh, yeah, Kyle Gray UK. Where can people get these Oracle cards? Support local if you can. Go to your, and this is one thing, go to your local New Age store and support them. They are really, really finding it difficult at this time. Mm. You know, especially local New Age stores. Yeah. A lot of people don't love the word New Age. I do. I am a full-on <laughs> New Ager. That is exactly who I am. I am here living for it, grateful for it. Yeah, local New Age stores are the best place to get it or um, local bookstores or you can get it online via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, <laughs> anywhere else like that. <laughs> You're funny. Awesome. Well, man, it's such a pleasure to connect with you on the Real Podcast. I, I love you, brother. You've had such an influence on my life, and I hope that some listeners got some golden gem nuggets. Definitely check out Kyle on Instagram. He's 
a funny, cheeky, cute little man who, not really a little man, he's a big man, but he's a beautiful big man in my life and cooks a lot of amazing food and shares a lot of, inc- I love it when you go live on Instagram and you're just like talking up with your people. It's pretty cool to witness. Oh, thank you. Those are yeah. fun. Well, <laughs> Kyle, from thank you for my having heart me, to yours, namaste, pleasure, my brother. Man. Love you. Cool. See you next time. I'm the Mashavaya. Yoga Revealed podcast family. Thank you so much for listening. You can find Kyle Gray at www.kylegray.co.uk and follow him on Instagram at kylegrayuk. Normalizing spirituality is a key to allowing this ancient wisdom to ripple into every facet of our lives. And working with Kyle helps anyone gain access to this inner wisdom. I'm so thankful to you for listening to your truth. I love using the Angel Guide Oracle deck and the Angels and Ancestors deck. Check out your local New Age spiritual store so we can support them during this trying time. And if it's not there, grab it on Amazon. It's part of my daily practice and I love diving into these Oracle decks and receiving the wisdom from our angels. Yoga Revealed podcast, We love the work that we do, and we are excited about launching new platforms for Yoga Revealed. You can check out the YouTube link to this episode in the description so you can watch the live recording of this interview via Zoom. Stay tuned for our 100 Days of Yoga program to be launched later in the new year of 2021. Yoga Reveal Podcast is a heart passion project of mine, and I'm so grateful to share this with you. If lockdown and the COVID quarantine has had a significant impact on you, your mental state, your health, and maybe your financial space, we're hoping our podcasts and interviews assist you in cultivating more faith and belief that we will get through this together. Use your practice. One of the greatest tools that I've come across is using the platform of Purium, a life-changing nutritional supplement and superfood to help me maintain high vibe energy. For those who have lost their income and aren't even sure where to begin, we teach people how to build an ethical business using superfoods and fighting Monsanto. As a yogi who is teaching 15 classes of yoga a week, this really helped me get back to serving yoga from a more intentional place rather than having to hustle to make ends meet. There's also another route to be a customer for access to get these nutritional superfoods and that's in the description. And always, we have a 60-day return policy even if you eat everything. There is no risk. Supporting PRM is supporting yourself, which in turn supports the podcast so we can all thrive during these times. My friends, thank you so much for listening to Yoga Revealed today. Share this episode with your friends and tag Yoga Revealed, Kyle Gray UK, and myself, Alec Love Life Yoga on Instagram. And hey, send us a message and let me know, let us know what you think. Until next time, practice on, love yourself, take care of each other out there. Your brother from Boulder, Colorado, sending you aloha. Namaste. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.